Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, September 7, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 593 of the Biden-Harris administration, 61 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and of course, our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. All right, my guest today has jumped all the way to the top of my list of favorite guests. I'm talking about the great Wajahat Ali. He's the co-host of the Democracy-ish podcast. He's a columnist with the Daily Beast. He's the author of Go Back to Where You Came From. Links in the description to support all of his work. Today, we're going to dig into Steve Bannon's really, really, really bad day. This will be fun. Plus, the bombshell Washington Post story about a nuclear weapons document pertaining to a foreign nation that Trump was hiding at Mar-a-Lago. And we're going to talk about the special master order from Trump-appointed Judge Eileen Cannon and a whole lot more. Meantime, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at bobseskashow.com. All right, strap in. Here comes Wajahat Ali. Bob Seska! Seska, Watch. how are you, sir? What's happening? I'm I'm enduring the second virus I've gone back to back that has felled me and my wife, but the kids are okay. But I power through because I'm a soldier for democracy, sir. Oh my God! What is it? COVID or something else? No, no. Thank God it wasn't. We 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 tested the entire family. Apparently, there's like this nasty flu going around. So for those who are listening, get your flu shots. Oh, great. So yeah. I can expect something along these lines headed my yeah, way. It totally sucks. It's like a really nasty one. Well, you know what? At least you have the good ice in your house. You don't yeah, have yeah, to the go. The wife has the good ice, the pellet ice. I got it for uh, the, the Southern wife as a 10-year anniversary present. And uh, so sweet. Uh, it's been about, I think, uh, now three weeks. And at least once a day, she just comes and tells me, uh, this is the greatest gift you've ever given me. I'm like, you know, we've been married 10 years. I've given you three children. She goes, this is the greatest gift. <laughs> Way that ranks higher than the kids. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. What is it about the ice that makes it the good ice? What is the appeal there? So I'm born and raised in the Bay Area. I'm a simple man. I was not sophisticated <laughs> as to the ways of good ice. To me, ice was ice. But I have learned that in particular, Southerners are very particular about their quote unquote good ice and specifically they love their sweet tea. Right. The good ice, according to my wife and what I've learned in the past month, is the pellet ice, which mm-hmm. is chewable 
and has a specific texture. It's also found in Sonic. And my wife, being this freakish Southerner, used to literally have me go to restaurants where I, I just finally broke down because I was so embarrassed. She went to, she's like, there's a burger place in Springfield. Go there in Sherlington. Go there and then ask the person for ice. I'm like, you want me to just go there and ask them for ice? Like, just do it. And so I went there. I'm like, hey, can I just have ice? And they're like, excuse me, can I just have a cup of ice? I just just charge me for the ice. And the, the person guy just looked at me. He goes, listen, man, it's my wife. And then so I did research and I found that there's an ice machine maker of the good ice, which was absurdly expensive. But I, I, I surprised my wife on her 10th anniversary and I have a video of her pretty much crying and jumping up and down like a child. And so, <laughs> there you go. See, now I'm thinking about you going into Sonic or wherever and having the courtesy to go up and ask for the ice, to pay for the ice. Like anyone else would have gone in and be like, okay, well, this is just ice. I'm just going to take a big cup full of it and bring it home or a big bag of it. And uh, they won't notice. It's just ice. Who cares? It's water. It's frozen water. That's all it is. But you actually yeah, it's, paid. It's, but I had the etiquette. Uh, to actually go and request the eyes. And, and it's one of those things where people are like, uh, it's it's proof that I'm a wise husband. It's like, <laughs> even though I don't get it, the wife likes it. So happy wife, happy life, man. Like to, and everyone's like, yeah. have you tasted it? Have you tasted the good ice? I'm like, it's ice. Yeah, again, it is just frozen water and it's all the same, but it's not exactly all the same. There is a- Yeah, she has slightly converted me because she puts it in a cup uh -huh. and gives it to me and you find yourself like chewing on it. You go, oh, this is a- this is refreshing. And as people uh, also people call it, it's called rabbit poop ice. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. And it's one of those things in this divisive polarized world, as we keep talking about them. I put this on Twitter. That's one of those things that like depresses you. Like here I am mm -hmm. like you, you know, we're putting out content. We're trying to warn about fascism. I write articles, been on TV <laughs> and you get engagement. But then you, you you do a tweet about ice and it gets 30,000 likes. And right. you're like, I've wasted my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was food, kids, pets. <laughs> if you can get those three, you will go viral. And, right. and like it's but it's done. It's always been done through accident. Like one of my most viral. To, I'm talking about like 150. I'm talking about it trended. OK, mm -hmm. Kerrygold butter trended twice in the United States of America for an entire afternoon because I did a tweet asking for good butter. And <laughs> Kerrygold trended because of this. I'm not making this up. Mm. And then Kerrygold sends me this package, this amazing box of like butter that they froze. And I took a photo of it. And I've never gotten this much like evil eye from the world. <laughs> Uh, and then Kerrygold trended again. I'm like, look what Kerrygold sent me. And people are like, I will kill you for this. I will kill you for this butter. Why? It's unfair. And so if anyone's struggling right now and wants to increase their brand, mm. I recommend tweeting about butter, ice, kids, yeah, or your pets. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, it's been a shitty day for Steve Bannon. I think we can celebrate that too. Uh, it's I like. I like that. I like that. It's a national. It's a natural progression to go from ice and excitement to our joy that Steve Bannon might be going to jail. That's right. Steve Bannon is going to turn himself in on Thursday, apparently, because this is it. this is the whole fake border wall embezzlement grift, right? Mm. It's it's one of those situations where it, it, it reveals how compromised uh, uh, federal law has become, right? Because if, if, if he gets, uh, you know, uh, indicted on federal charges, as he already was, as he mm. was convicted, we know that he got pardoned. The president can come in uh, and assuming if the next president, president is a Republican, boom, pardon. Yeah. With state, 
thanks to federalism, uh, a president can't pardon state mm-hmm. crimes. So this is where I feel like Steve Bannon, Republicans, and even Donald Trump are actually in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because if you look at this ongoing case in Georgia, I've been saying this for a while, I think they have him dead to rights when it comes to uh, election fraud. Uh, they have the audio of him saying, you know, find me more votes. And Fannie Willis is relentless. And also Letitia yeah. James, right, in, in New York, especially when it comes to uh, uncovering uh, corruption or tax fraud. Uh, we know that his long-term uh, financial advisor, Alan Weiselberg, is pleading guilty, right? And as part of the plea bargain, he has to he has to sing. And mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised, Bob, if if Steve Bannon sings, because I don't think he wants to go to, to, to jail, yeah. especially for a couple of years assuming uh, it will take that long for a Republican president to win the election. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to throw Trump under the bus. That's my that's my take on this, uh, because these are state charges. Right, right. And and, and, and as such, you know, I, I don't know what prison he'll go to. But this is one of those situations where they if they have him dead to rights and if he's mm-hmm. if he based on the, la- the latest news that we got, he is planning to turn himself on on Thursday. Uh, that ain't good. For Steve Bannon, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, let's not forget that he was convicted, but also pardoned. Uh, same with his Roger Stone. Same with Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort actually spent time in jail, right? So those were federal crimes and federal charges. And then Donald Trump, before he left, he goes, I get to pardon you because that's what mob bosses do. I'll reward your loyalty, yeah. right? As Michael Cohen said, they speak through code. Um, and you kind of understand that if you, the code of omerta, the code of silence, uh, Trump will reward you. Uh, and so this is a situation where I think Steve Bannon is is just a classic example of a weak, fragile, racist cosplaying as an alpha, mm-hmm. and you know, as a honey badger. I think this honey badger is gonna squeal. Uh, I think that this honey badger actually has to go to war. He'll trip over his jeans and fall over and be unable to pick himself up because he's wearing thirteen shirts that weigh thirty pounds. <laughs> That's what I think, right? Yeah. I think these are weak alpha men, deeply insecure, cosplaying mm-hmm. as tough guys, just like Donald Trump. I don't think these mother effers are spending a day uh, in jail, especially if they realize they can't get pardoned. I think they're going to sing. But what do you think? Uh, Well, I think it's going to be pretty open and shut, mainly because I think the prosecution is going to mirror some of the aspects of the federal case. So it should be relatively easy for prosecutors to follow those steps and get to what would have been the inevitable conclusion on the federal side, but which was interrupted by Donald Trump's pardon. So I think in that respect, this is going to be something where, well, first of all, Steve Bannon's going to know what to expect. So that's probably making that's right. Steve Bannon shit in his disgusting, disg- why did I even bring, now, okay, now I'm suddenly <laughs> nauseous. I'm like, where, why am I going You went there, man. We didn't, Steve Bannon shit shooting in himself. His, in his streaky uh, four-day-old Hanes underwear that he wears over, uh, under his corduroy oh pants. Oh my yes. God, yes. I'm so disgusted by the fact that I went there. But suffice to say. I think Steve Bannon is nervous today. He's sweating through his, uh, as you said, his many, many shirts uh, because of this. And and also, it's something that bears mentioning, uh, and and I think uh, it's important to remind people, you know, what happens when hate and fascism gets normalized is that Mm -hmm. the Overton window of what was once accepted shifts. And things that used to shock us no longer shock us, unfortunately. We become numb to it. You flood the zone with shit and you flood the zone with hate. And Steve Bannon and his like you know his his uh, impotent alpha male rage and when he you know, was thumping his chest, he you know if you read his statement, he used a it's no longer even a dog whistle, 
the anti-Semitic conspiracy of the Soros-backed DA, DA, right? Mm -hmm. And the deep state that's coming after him. And we just have to pause for a second and remind the listeners that this is a white supremacist conspiracy theory that says that Jews, he's talking about the Jews. Mm -hmm. Here's Soros and globalists, it's the Jews. Mm -hmm. The Jews are head of an international cabal using black people, Muslims, immigrants, feminists, gays, um, and the law enforcement to replace and weaken white folks. And it has radicalized individuals that have committed terror against our communities and this type of now kind of open normalization of anti-semitism and white supremacist conspiracy theories it, it just goes unchecked we don't even roll our eyes anymore but that's how bannon decided to respond uh sending that type of uh i don't even call it a dog whistle i think a bullhorn yeah. further triggering and 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 and, and radicalizing his base and mm-hmm. this will lead to violence. Yeah, he's the uh, brains behind this entire Trumpism movement. I mean, I think he groomed Donald Trump early on when uh, he was still when Trump was still on the fence about whether to run or not. And I think Steve Bannon, I, at least this was based on some of the reporting at the time that Steve Bannon went and met with Donald Trump, and that's kind of the origin, the genesis of. So many awful things that we have to deal with today. And that's Steve Bannon's right there. And, at and also a good reminder people forget is that the first avatar, right? The first mm-hmm. racehorse that Bannon uh, wanted to ride, uh, the person that he wanted uh, to basically uh, be the avatar for this uh, white supremacist ideology, this Christian nationalism that he that he wants to globalize. It wasn't Trump. It was Sarah Palin. And once he saw the emergence of Palin uh, after the Tea Party movement, he thought this is the ideal candidate. This is going to be the one. Yeah. So his first horse that he backed, people forget, was Sarah Palin. <laughs> and it connects the dot to the Tea Party and the, the racist motivations and underpinnings of the Tea Party that were downplayed for so many years, Bob. You remember this. Oh, yeah. Even the New York Times had to do a correction when they were doing an analysis of the Tea Party uh, when people said, uh, can you guys edit it and talk about the racism? And then they had to go back and edit it, right? <laughs> so Sarah Palin was the first prototype. She she sputtered out, and then he saw Trump, and he goes, aha, through him, I can launder and mainstream this ideology. Yeah, he was a little bit more slick, I think, a little bit more stable on his feet when it came to speaking extemporaneously. And that's saying a lot because Donald Trump's a dumb (laughs) shit when it comes to going off prompter, especially. Not as bad as Sarah Palin, though. And I think that's where things got a little shaky with her. But it doesn't surprise me. Obviously, Sarah Palin and her rally crowds were sort of the proto-2016 Trump campaign, more or less, where you saw immense racism, immense bigotry in those lines. I remember the videos in uh, 2008 of people standing in line outside of Sarah Palin's rallies. And just it, the, the mob mentality was uh, on display fully. And, uh, it, it, and that, it was and like that, a civilized Lauren Bobart, which is not saying much. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened was when uh, McCain Palin lost in 2008, out of those rally crowds, her rally crowds, came the Tea Party. All of those there people went over and said, okay, well, we still have all of this energy. We don't have anywhere to put it now that Sarah Palin's off the scene. So we're going to start this movement. And then it was uh, astroturfed by all of these uh, wealthy financiers and and the rest is history. But going back to Steve Bannon, speaking of money and financiers, In addition to uh, having to turn himself in on Thursday, we found out today from the Daily Beast that the IRS uh, rescinded the tax-exempt status of citizens of the American Republic. That's his 
MAGA group that was founded after Steve Bannon was fired from the White House in 2017. So that cuts off his organization's capacity to raise and spend funds from anonymous donors, from black money groups, dark money groups, and so on. And uh, that's probably not a good thing, knowing that now Steve Bannon's going to have to legally fight for his life and pay all of those bills in the process, right? And also, the, the charges stem from the fact that uh, him and other Trumpers fraudulently bilked MAGA acolytes of millions of dollars oh, yeah. to fund a wall that was never made. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's like a giant grift. Uh, and this entire operation for Trump, especially with the latest news, right, of him taking all these highly sensitive documents that expose the foreign intelligence and the, the, the security operations of another country, also expose, uh, you know, U.S. law enforcement, confidential information and so forth, so forth. It's an entire like I always kept saying that Donald Trump treats the presidency in the White House as his personal ATM. Oh, yeah. It's all about benefiting Trump. Mm -hmm. And the people in Trump's orbit realize, hey, we can get rich. We could get paid. You know, Brad Parscale can make millions of dollars with social media. Bannon can make millions of dollars. They realize they have an entire like army uh, of, of slavish cult de uh, devotees of Trump that will believe everything he says. Yep. You know, for him, it's cha-ching. Send me money. Send me money. I'm fighting the deep state. Mm -hmm. Send me, send, send us money. We're going to build the wall. And then you realize, whoops, Mexico's ain't building the wall. The wall got never, never got built. Where'd all this money go? There's millions of dollars. And that's an, he keeps exposing himself. And, and for us, I think the good news with Bannon is based on what we know so far, uh, it's Wednesday as we're recording this is, you know, they got, they, I think they got him. Like he realizes he's kind of screwed. And yeah. that type of accountability is rare because if you or me, Bob, or any of your listeners did even a 10th of these crimes openly, dude, we'd be in jail. Yeah. And it just shows you the power of the, the wealthy, the white, the connected, and also the double standards that we have towards conservative white men mm -hmm. where they can openly crime and nothing happens to them. Yeah, yeah. And I think the greatest source of angst among the normals, those of us who are anti-Trump, including obviously Democrats and some Republicans still in there, uh, is that Donald Trump continues to get away with it. He still ends up operating with impunity. And then we find out that he has, in addition to everything else, stolen a top secret document involving the nuclear weapons capabilities of some as of yet unknown foreign country. That's the huge thing that we're dealing with now on top of all the other things. Yeah, well, not only that, you know, even if you give him the benefit of the doubt and following his own twisted logic that mm -hmm. the FBI planted these documents that he voluntarily took from the White House based upon his executive privilege, which then he declassified. Yes, follow that thread, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if, you were to, if you were to take him literally, that's what he's saying. And, and then he kept these extremely sensitive documents. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned the Washington Post uh, story that came out yesterday that, you know, literally the nuclear uh, technology uh, and secrets of a foreign country and also some high-level operations that are so secretive that only some of the the, the, the highest-ranking officials uh, are aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. He just has this casually lying around at Mar-a-Lago, his private residence, you know, not locked. You know, it's accessible in his room and the storage and the closet. And we also know that people were able to just casually come into Mar-a-Lago, that woman um, who posed as a Rothschild, that fraud, you know, there's a great story that was released in the investigative report, oh, Inventing yeah. Anna. There's a young Ukrainian woman who lied that she was a Rothschild. They're like, great. She got in and she takes photos with the former president, Lindsey Graham. So you're sitting there thinking to yourself, 
this highly classified sensitive document that not only exposes U.S. national security, but also the security of our allies was just casually lying around at Mar-a-Lago where like literally anyone could just bypass security if they're a good grifter and a liar. No one cares. It's not sealed or locked up. Mm -hmm. Similarly, following this cavalier attitude towards the national security, where if you, if you remember the, the former uh, prime minister of Japan who was assassinated, Abe, you know, they were sitting at a table and they were talking about North Korea and people were like, remember guests were able to take photos and overhear the conversation. Uh, and, in, and even in the White House, the day after he fires Comey, you have the, the Russian foreign minister coming in where he kind of blurts out uh, they say uh, highly uh, classified intelligence that exposed, uh, I think, an Israeli operation against ISIS, right? So here's a guy who takes all these documents, and he was asked repeatedly for a year to return them, mm -hmm. refused to return them, and then had his lawyers lie on his behalf, which exposes his lawyers. Those lawyers better lawyer up. Oh, yeah. And if you're him, you're like, I have candy, and I'm willing to sell it. Yeah. And you have people with money, and this is all speculation, but I want to connect the dots. Saudi Arabia has a lot of money. <laughs> Saudi Arabia gave Jared Kushner $2 billion for his latest project. Saudi Arabia, as you know, uh, was willing to pay money for top secret nuclear power technology that was authorized to be sold to them by Rick Perry. Saudi Arabia invited Jared Kushner, and then right after Jared Kushner left, they got the green light, and MBS did a purge. Saudi Arabia was the first place where Donald Trump and his administration visited for his foreign visit. They pr they promoted the, the, the arms deal. And Saudi Arabia's MBS is who Donald Trump uh, praised, and he threw his own intelligence under the bus and took MBS's word after the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. So it's like, who is the highest bidder? I have candy. I'm willing to sell this candy and enrich myself. I don't care if it compromises my allies. I don't care if it compromises national security. And I don't care if it compromises law enforcement that is embedded in these highly, you know, uh, clandestine operations. And if they get outed, also their allies, uh, you know, get outed as well. So it compromises not only our intelligence, but also our allies and our trusts that there are our allies hive in our in our intelligence capability. I just wanted to connect the dots for folks. Oh, absolutely, and I'm glad you did. Plus, I think the fact that this was leaked from the Department of Justice, and I'm just assuming that it was someone from the Department of Justice who leaked this information, maybe someone in the FBI who was privy to the existence of this document being at Mar-a-Lago. And I think the reason why this specific document was leaked uh, to Carol Letting at the Washington Post is because it was so severe, because the consequences are so massive. And one of the reasons I think this could be even bigger than what we're all talking about right now is if the foreign nation turns out to be Israel, because mm. that would give Donald Trump direct motivation to take that document. If he was interested in, you know, continuing to buddy up with MBS, this might be something that would be helpful along those lines to have. It's, it's spec it's speculation, but yeah. I was, uh, uh, just on Mehdi Hassan's show. And, you know, we said it's speculation, but that's exactly where I went. I mean, Mehdi asked me, he goes, well, what country do you think it was? And I said, if I'm a betting man, I would say it's Israel. Yeah. I would say it's Israeli intelligence. And I would say, I would remind everyone that Mohammed bin Salman, the brutal dictator of Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, openly bragged that he has Jared Kushner in his, quote, pocket. 
Wow. It's yep. speculation, Bob, but mm-hmm. it's it's not wild. Right, right. Well, and also Donald Trump doesn't need to have already sold this document or a copy of this document to someone to make us deeply concerned about its very existence. I mean, you were mentioning, obviously, the fact that this document is sitting around, could have been one of the documents in his desk drawer or in his closet, in his office closet, or right. it could have been the, one, something in the boxes in the storage room. We don't know. But this is a deeply, deeply sensitive document, especially if it turns out to be Israel, one of the most secretive nuclear programs in the history of the world, one that which is also an open secret. Everybody kind of assumes yeah, yeah, that Israel has nuclear weapons. Everyone knows. <laughs> yes, but the details of it are so closely held. That's why this is an SAP document, Special Access Program, requiring the highest level of clearance that has to be granted by either the president or a top cabinet-level official. I mean, that's how severe this is. And so... And, and so severe, Bob, like, yeah. as you mentioned, that so many people with top-level security and clearance don't have authorization to even access this document. And again, in order to have access to the document, you have to receive special clearance from the highest levels inside the executive branch. That is without a doubt uh, indication as to what this could be. And so with Israel's nuclear secrets, that is something that there are many nations, both Muslim nations and secular nations alike, would love to be privy to that information. That is valuable information. So consider Donald Trump's whole MO with how he operates, uh, whether it's as someone who is always seeking leverage to enrich himself or to make himself more powerful or to directly transact, you know, an exchange, a quid pro quo for money. And in this case, I think it's entirely possible that he took this document with plans. And as you said, this is speculative, but with plans to either use this as a suicide switch Okay, you try to prosecute me, and suddenly I'm going to dump this uh, to Breitbart, or I'm going to dump this to Tehran, or I'm going to dump this uh, to Damascus, or someplace else. And and that's the threat. That's the dead man's switch. Or he could have used it to help an enemy of Israel gain leverage over Israel, and in exchange he gets some sort of favor, whether it's financial, some sort of status thing, a Trump Tower deal out of it. God, the the, uh, the ideas the above, are limitless, yeah. You know, I mean, all of the above, right? Because yeah, yeah. Because there's no other rational explanation as to why Donald Trump, who is not a reader, ladies and gentlemen, no. not a big reader, <laughs> no. uh, uh, to the point where we have enough stories that they had to dumb down the daily briefs to the point where it was just like slideshows and pictures. <laughs> And then even that was too much. And he had the executive time where apparently for four hours he was just watching Fox News. Mm-hmm. So this guy's not a reader. Uh, this guy had really, in his four years of his presidency, based on everything that we know, was not really interested in the nuances of learning about intelligence. Uh, if anything, he spent his time throwing our intelligence agencies under the bus, still does. So why, oh why, would Donald Trump take boxes of highly sensitive top secret documents where it very clearly says top secret and it gives the 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 acronyms that you've already mentioned and keep them in his home and then after being nicely reminded prodded asked for a year refuses to give it back and then has his lawyers lie on his behalf Mm -hmm. Hmm, bob yeah Hmm. 
So here's the best way to listen to The Bob Seska Show without all of these pesky commercial interruptions. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast, and it's only going to cost you $15 per month. In exchange for your generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, and the Thursday shows. Plus, you're also going to get the Shadow Docket show every Tuesday and Thursday, and you're going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included in that level of support. In fact, you get everything we have to offer on the Patreon page, and all it's going to cost you is $15 per month. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, and we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. The other thing is, can you imagine uh, the phone ringing off the hook at uh, Blinken's office right now? Secretary of State Blinken. <laughs> I don't every alliance that we have, whichever That's leader right. that is <laughs> in charge of that country, is calling the United States right now going, is this ours? Is this one of ours? Are, Absolutely. Does Donald Trump have our nuclear secrets stored at his goddamn country club in Palm Beach? The damage this does to our alliance, as if, as if his presidency for four years wasn't damaging enough, this creates all kinds of additional uh, mistrust when it comes to the United States and its handling of top secret information, specifically pertaining to the biggest possible secrets you could possibly preserve uh, in this context. I, Nuclear I mean, think secrets. Think about it. Like think, think about it. Like you said, the trust that is established, and this is not yeah. just any trust. Like if, if God forbid my country's nuclear secrets are out in the open and sold to the highest bidder, uh, you, United States of America, have exposed my country's national security, whatever that country is. Mm -hmm. What else does Donald Trump know? What else did he take? Yeah. What else were in the empty folders, Bob? Yeah, what, why were those folders empty, mm -hmm. right? And so think about how it compromises not just our alliances, but these highly sensitive top secret operations, which are underway uh, all over the world, uh, the, the personnel, the people who you rely upon, you know, like if you ever see those spy movies, written by former spies, right? You have to cultivate a network. It's based upon trust. You know, be my informant. You know, be the guy who gives me information. I'll protect you. If God forbid anything happens, we'll get you out. We'll get your family out. If, if the names and identities of these individuals, right, U.S. officers are exposed and everyone who comes into contact with them is exposed. And think about the governments of some of these authoritarian countries. Do you think they're going to be like, oh, well, Hmm. I'm sure you had a good reason to sit there and hang around that guy. Now, now their families are exposed, right? Yep. So people, innocent people, oftentimes uh, poor people who don't have access to power, 
our intelligence agencies, our officers, our alliances, nuclear technology. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're parsing this out on your show, connecting the dots. And I feel like it's very easy because we get hit with a blitzkrieg of chaos every day to sit there and go, like, oh, of course, Donald <laughs> Trump, you know, you, yeah. you just took those documents. Yeah. But I think really like just even me listening to myself and listening to you, the weight of it is so heavy. And in fact, last night I had a rare nightmare. I actually, I don't have a lot of nightmares. For whatever mm. reason, it just doesn't happen. Last Good. night I had a terrible nightmare that was in, of all places, I was in Albuquerque. That might also be why, because I'm watching Breaking <laughs> Bad for like the 14th time through. Uh, and so a combination of that, the nuclear weapons story in the Washington Post involving Donald Trump and the stolen documents, the espionage scandal, plus Breaking Bad. And I'm suddenly I'm in Albuquerque in this nightmare. And I look up on the, the horizon and there's a mushroom cloud. I'm like, ah, oh, mm. shit. And I've got to run away from the mushroom cloud. I've got to run away from the energy. Where's my car? I can't find my car. I can't. Can, where's my keys? Why is everyone just smiling and laughing and having a good time? Don't they see the mushroom cloud? And, mm. and so this kind of affected me in a way that few other news stories actually have. And we're, t in that sense, it certainly had a weight with me. I mean, I certainly took it as seriously as I think we should all take it. And uh, well, I, 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 yeah, it's a, this is because the unconscious processes the the this risk to mm -hmm. our national security. Right. And I think yeah. you kind of right before you read it, your unconscious was processing this as you were sleeping and you are able to connect the dots because you're informed. I think most Americans, since they're so overwhelmed with disinformation and bullshit and just trying to mm -hmm. work two jobs just to survive and, you know, fantasy football. Uh, the dots have still not been connected. Yeah. And it's one of those situations, if the dots were connected, I think there would be even more outrage and, the, and that palpable fear. Like, what do you mean Donald Trump has like has nuclear secrets of another country? What do you mean he has nuclear secrets of our country? What happens if this gets exposed? What happens if our enemies get this information? Wait, you know, it's like one of those things where if you really connect the dots for people, I think a lot of people are like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but what Trump is doing right now, especially with the special master, and it just shows you how our judiciary is so corrupt. Yeah. Uh, because Trump, appointed three Supreme Court justices, like what, 200 plus federal judges. And, you know, we've gone through the pipeline. It's like a law school to the judgeship federalist pipeline of, of <laughs> grooming these right wing extremists who it seems clearly are more uh, loyal to their conservative ideology than they are to democracy. Yep. And you're like, oh, shit, even that's a guardrail now that won't protect us. Right, right. And then you have six Trump appointees on the 11th Circuit, which is yeah, also quite disconcerting. Yeah, and, and that's uh, kind of why I'm falling into Barb McQuaid's camp right now, which is that maybe a DOJ appeal of uh, Judge Cannon's ruling is n probably not the best course of action here because that's actually going to drag out for much longer than will the special master process. So maybe the DOJ doesn't appeal this and maybe we just go to a special master, but that actually, and you combine that with the story from the Washington Post last night about nuclear secrets, who the hell do you appoint as a special master who has access to... Yeah, but it has, to be, it has to be someone who has current security clearance to be able to look at SAP documents, right? It's, it's man, it's, it's, it's one of those situations that uh, it, it, it's deliberately done yeah. to muddy the waters and delay uh -huh. post-election, hoping that the House is taken over by the GOP, who then, unlike Democrats, will not 
waver, will not falter, will not drag their legs, will not sit there and look at like the polls and talk to like insiders who give like overpaid and terrible advice. It's going to be a blitzkrieg of investigations and bullshit on Hunter Biden. Right. Yeah. So they're like, delay this for two months. Let the Republicans take over the House. Maybe the Republicans take the Senate and then just we can, you know, muddy the waters and, mm. and then and just keep admired in quicksand. That's that's the the intelligent strategy. And I think I, I tweeted this yesterday, Bob. I think the DOJ or someone in intelligence realized that this judge was going to screw them over. And lo and behold, right after the news of the special master was announced, this dropped in the Washington Post. I think that was a direct reaction to that ruling. I think this was the FBI going, okay, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's going to happen more and more, especially with the FBI now being targeted by MAGA extremists, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like a couple of weeks ago, right? That, that man uh, decided to win the Darwin Award in Ohio by <laughs> attacking the FBI office and he was killed. Yeah. Another man was arrested after making threats. FBI says there's a surge in threats uh, against law enforcement ever since uh, Fox News, the right wing, and Trump has like gone all in with a deep state conspiracy. And as we know, uh, oftentimes the blue lives are fine with black lives dying. But once you go after a blue life, uh, they batten down the hatches. So yeah. I'm very curious to see if if the leaders at the DOJ and if enough law enforcement officials say, dude, now you're coming after us, F you. Mm -hmm. I would like to see some of that F you energy. I won't lie. Yeah. I would like to see some of that figurative cracking of the skulls that oftentimes are done against poor people, black people, and Muslims and immigrants against these super white, wealthy, conservative criminals who are openly criming and exposing our national security. But that's just me. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I, I'm wondering if an indictment of Donald Trump now would move the venue to D.C. and just pull the entire 11th Circuit, pull this district judge cannon out of the equation and, you know, reorient the venue back in the District of Columbia where uh, you have, you know, judges who are going to make rulings that actually exist in this dimension of reality. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the game, right? I'm a recovering attorney and, and you know, venue shopping and venue game. It's all part of the strategy, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of know the politics of the, the courts. You're like, okay, is this going to the 11th Circuit? Is this going to the 9th Circuit? Okay, the 11th Circuit is super conservative, but maybe on the 9th Circuit, we have some people who care about the rule of law, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to see these tactics, but based on what I read, uh, Neil Katyal did a breakdown uh, of that judge's order, and she's like, this is so terrible, so poorly written, like my first-year law student would rip it apart, right? <laughs> but again, doesn't matter. Yeah. She has the power. She's a Trump-appointed right-wing stooge, and this is all a delay tactic. So the delay tactic could run out the clock, and the clock here is not necessarily a legal clock, but the, the clock leading up to the elections, right? And, and, and they kind of realize, okay, leading up to the elections, the story is no longer going to be about the documents. It's going to be about who won. You know, it's going to be like the dog from up. The media just chases the squirrel. Yeah. And, and But I hope that with the DOJ, the type of aggressiveness that we've seen, especially with that, I guess you could call it a leak, right, to the Washington Post about these documents, mm -hmm. the steady drumbeat, the drip, 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 drip. It's a, they realize that they're playing with a narrative. And if you keep the story out in the open, it exposes not just Trump, but those who are smart in the Republican ecosystem realize Trump's in trouble. And do we want to risk our neck and go on the limb and potentially also be caught up, you know, in indictments, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is why it's a smart strategy by the DOJ. And, and, and just shows you how Trump doesn't give a shit about anybody. Fox, Marco Rubio, all these folks before the Washington Report. Uh, Washington Post report dropper, you know, all twisting themselves in a pretzel, promoting the talking points, saying, oh, it's not like there's nuclear secrets. And now there's nuclear secrets. 
and they're like shit. And so, like, the, the rule of the rule here is that Trump will betray everyone, mm-hmm. especially his lawyers, who are now screwed, right? And so, if I'm Trump, I'd say, you know, I didn't know anything. I just try, I just listened to to my lawyers. I listened to Rudy. I listened to Steve <laughs> Bannon, who's not a lawyer. I'm I'm a simple, unfrozen caveman. I don't know. And and you know that might be enough. He might be he might get away with it, but mm-hmm. everyone else is going to take the fall for the mob boss. Yeah, they are. That's for sure. And that happens all the time. That happens with nearly everyone. In fact, it it happened with Steve Bannon after Steve Bannon was fired. What was Donald Trump came up with a nickname for him at the time? It was I don't know, I forget what it was. Sloppy Steve, I think was yeah yeah sloppy what he Steve was after after the Fire <laughs> yeah. and Fury book. Uh, exposed Steve Bannon's kind of blunt uh, analysis and quotes and his ego was so hurt then he then fired him uh, yeah. from the White House. <laughs> right. And then called him Sloppy Steve. Oh my God. But yeah, but then Steve Bannon keeps going back to that trough because he knows that as long as he keeps going back to the trough, and this goes back to what we were talking about initially, that it's uh, there's always going to be cash in that trough. There so, you go. So yeah. they're, they're willing to prostrate themselves to Trumpism and just sell out their dignity and their honor Mm -hmm. and their values and their ethics because they realize this is how their bread will be buttered. They realize the MAGA base is ultra MAGA, is the GOP. They realize he's still the biggest fish in town and aide DeSantis. They realize that, okay, until he actually goes down, 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 we're stuck with them. And they also realize they're willing to completely shame themselves like Lindsey Graham, because as Lindsey Graham said, I got to be relevant. I got to be in the mix. And if you're a Republican who wants to be relevant, who wants to be in the mix and who wants to get paid, you you milk the, and I can't believe I'm saying this uh, horrific analogy because the images came into my mind and I almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> you you have to milk the, the, the pink teat of Donald Trump. <laughs> See, now you win. I thought the Steve Bannon shitting himself metaphor was bad enough, but I think, man, I think you just topped it. So congratulations. I have this image of Donald Trump as a giant bovine, just like on all fours and like these teats there. And then like Lindsey Graham, like yeah. squeezing the teat and putting the milk in his mouth and the, Steve Bannon taking a bucket of the milk. Right. And that that's probably another really good analogy. That's what it's become. Yeah, it was like that worm monster at the end of the Peacemaker series where they had to, I don't know if you saw that, but it was just this giant monster that they would, they would milk and they would get all of this juice out of the monster. And it was, it was just so disgusting. And the monster is like on its own, like can't yeah. move. It's just like this this just sedentary sloth-like creature. Yeah. But, but they need it because it's the only monster alive that gives them the honey, the only thing they can eat. Mm-hmm, exactly right. That was it. That's Donald Trump. Boy, perfect metaphor. Now, we're, we're loaded with them today, Waj. I think this yeah, is a, on fire. a good day. Yeah, absolutely. All right, one last commercial break. Back with more Wajahat Ali right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Bob Seska plays more music. So how do you think the special master issue turns out? Where do we end up landing with this whole thing? Obviously, he's getting his at least a, a small delay out of all of this, which is kind of his process. But... Where does it end up landing? Do they appeal and then it goes to eventually to the Supreme Court or uh, do they do the special master thing and then move on from there? Yeah, it's look, this this is one of those situations where the main tactic has been successful in delaying and muddying the waters because a special master then has to apparently go over 13,000 documents and then, you know, somehow with the power vested in them by this right wing hack judge <laughs> then gets to decide oh, this is what you can pursue. This is not what you get to pursue. It's like it's wholesale bullshit fiction, like, you know, nonsense created just to just to protect Trump. Yeah. Um, but it's a delay tactic. So eventually it's going to fail. But uh, I feel like it's one of those situations where it's going to drag it out. And I feel like the DOJ realizes it and you're going to see more leaks. And I, mm-hmm. see, I feel like in the, in the court of public opinion uh, with this information coming out, and with the outrage, you're going to see more and more people exposed, which then would lead to, in its own way, more liability and exposure for Trump and those in his orbit, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then I think people are like, holy shit, uh, we might be exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what we saw with January 6th, it wasn't just Trump. It was Mark Meadows. It was those uh, Republican officials who somehow asked for a future pardon. It was the folks at the Willard Hotel who conducted the war room it's the oath keepers it's the proud boys right so i feel like they're slowly but surely methodically creating this network and it's almost like if you see these mob movies they they go after a low fish uh first they put all the pressure on them to get them to rat out and bring a a a bigger capo down that being said and i don't know if this is me being a cynic or a realist and a student of u.s history i still don't think donald trump will ever see a day uh We'll never, ever, ever experience a day behind bars. That may be true. You know, I've speculated for a while now that any sort of sentence that he would get would involve some sort of house arrest. So this way he would still have Secret Service access. It would be one of those Mm. things where he'd wear one of those ankle bracelet things and he would be confined to one of his several houses. I hope he wouldn't have access to the golf course and be able to go out and hobnob at the prime rib bar at Mar-a-Lago or something like that while under federal custody. But you never know. I mean, that. but I think that's the most likely scenario should he actually get indicted, prosecuted, and convicted. Yeah, or like the sweetheart deal that Alex Acosta, who then became Trump's uh, labor secretary, gave to open, known, convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah. He kind of just casually goes to jail for like the weekend and it just casually comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even though everyone knew who was convicted uh, and his victims came forward, like just based on his access and the power and the information, and probably the blackmail information that he honestly probably had on people. Yeah. Uh, he got this just infuriating sweetheart deal from the prosecutor at that time, Alex Acosta, who then of course ends up in the in the Trump administration. Uh, so, it, you know, it's one of those situations that where it's like the same old story. Mm-hmm. The rich and the powerful have a different, uh, just different standard of justice. They yeah. escape law and order and accountability because the system works to protect people like them because it was created for and by people like them. Oh, yeah. and, and wealth and whiteness protects you. And he's also a former president and also, as you know, our mainstream institutions, Bob, keep bending the knee to bad faith right-wing actors. We're still mm-hmm. freaking talking about, was Biden too mean to call an <laughs> extremely openly fascist movement, semi-fascist? How yeah. dare he? And you see our colleagues failing 
again and again and again. So you take all that in consideration. I feel like all these, you know, and the reason why I'm saying this and spending time on this is so many Americans, that, that's their end game. Oh, Trump has to get arrested. He has to get arrested. And I'm like, I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. But if he can get significantly weakened and if this can weaken the Republican Party and his allies to the point where it leads to Democrats winning in the elections and enough low level capos get indicted and prosecuted, that perhaps is the best victory for us, especially yeah, if it could also yeah. lead to reforms. Well, as long as he's seen as toxic, I think that's always good news. It's certainly not as great as getting a conviction in one of these venues, but certainly if uh, the party starts to view him as poisonous to their electoral odds, then that's when uh, you know Mitch McConnell and the others start to uh, rapidly back away from Donald Trump. And you kind of see signs of it happening now. I'm not getting happy about that yet, but we'll see. But I wanted to ask you too, uh, it's coming up on day seven of our long national nightmare. I'm talking about the two Marines standing behind Joe oh, Biden no. last Thursday. How is the nation going to endure this? How are we going to survive? You know, I feel like uh, it's it's been a tough for this nation. We had to see two Marines standing sentry like they always have yeah. behind every president, either Republican or Democrat. It triggered a lot of people. There was also the introduction of a black elf in Lord of the Rings that has really unnerved and, and broken oh many folks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. There's I... also a female Hulk. Uh, it's a lot. The country's <laughs> yeah, dealing know. with a lot. I know. It's so tragic. I don't know how the Republic will survive. It's uh, touch and but go. We've gone really, through, really you know, we went through a civil war. Yeah. We went through American Revolution. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, I have faith in the grit and resilience of the American people. And eventually, the the arc of the universe bends towards us accepting black elves. But it's going to be tough to get there. (laughs) That's exactly right. And also, uh, we can lean on this great news that you finally got a 10 out of 10 from Room Raider. So congratulations for that. Thank you, thank you, and, and and not only that, they gave me a, a props to my my Lego setup, yes, and 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 I decided to you know <laughs> like an artist I have to consist, consistently reinvent myself. So then I switched up my Lego background yesterday. So let's see if I can if I can get another ten. Well, I am conceding the uh, nerd competition that we started on Twitter with Mary Trump. So I think uh, you actually win when Room Raider says, "Okay, this guy's uh, Lego game is solid." Then that kind of decides it. I think it's done. And, but but you know, Jason Johnson threw yeah. down today. He talked a lot of shit, and so there's a new <laughs> Black Panther Lego set coming out. There's a Wakanda bust. Looks amazing. Oh wow! And he's like, "I'm gonna build this. It's on." And I'm like, well, "I can't just I can't just go out like a punk." So, yeah, and you guys are way ahead of me. I I, I don't do uh, Legos necessarily, but uh, you know, I mean, people have but seen your toy my office. Is very impressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, at least I have that. There's that part of my life that is pretty much on point. So, uh, I, I remember when we were first on Mary Trump, and you know, you had your Zoom on. I like, I was like, oh, he's saying very smart things, but his toys in the background. Uh, <laughs> And that's where I spent most of my time. And I was like, I don't care what else he says, but this is a good man. So is anything else going on? Do you, do you need to promote anything here? Uh, where no, can people find you, you on listen, social you know, media? We're et always busy. Yep. Everyone should take care of themselves. You know, this flu is going around. Get this flu shot, please, because they just, they just offered it. Take it. This flu sucks. Uh, keep yourself healthy and happy. Uh, keep yourself informed. Take some breaks. And also, if you don't mind, 
Uh, I have a book that came out a couple months ago. People really liked it. It's called Go Back to Where You Came From and other helpful recommendations on how to become American. And Amazon, which I usually don't like to promote, but I'm a son of immigrants. It's a deal is too good. Uh, They have it half off right now. So it's for 13 bucks. I think it's an amazing deal. Absolutely. I put a link in the description for that and your social media links as well. Thank you so much, my friend. It was an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you, sir. Good luck with everything. Take care. Bye-bye. So sorry.